0: Hello and welcome to the Video Gamer UK podcast. I am joined by Matt Nellis. Hello there, David Scammell. Hello, and Steve Burns. Hello. It's our first podcast, a new era of podcast realms, and so we've just been kind of having a tricky situation of going, who's going to sit in which seat? It's a revolution. It is. There's all sorts going all on up in here. Think, all change. I think we're comfortable. I think we've we're all sitting comfortably, and if you're sitting comfortably, we will begin. So Matt, Matt what have you been playing, mate? You know what I've been playing. You know. I know what you've been playing, but have you been playing anything other than League of Legends? (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Well, we played a little bit of Dead
1: Space 3 last night. Um, I was expecting scariness. I'm easily Mm. scared. I'm going to put it out there. I'm easily scared. Dead Space
0: 3. So obviously, yeah, this is out on on Friday. It's out on Friday, yeah. It's out today already. I can't remember. But yeah, I wasn't massively impressed. It may well have been that it's difficult to feel frightened by things when you are kind of in an environment where you are sitting next to someone in a lit room. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I didn't feel like I engaged with it. And it was, it's interesting because I felt this with lots of games in the past couple of years, Mm. especially expensive games. It's almost like you throw a certain amount of money at something and you lose sight of what you're actually making almost. Yeah. In a way. The thing is like, I, I get scared very easily. Like I had
1: to stop playing the first dead space because I got too scared. (laughs) Um, it wasn't even scary. Well, exactly, exactly. It was scary. You know at all. the first, the first bit in. Oh come on, Dave! Dead, don't be. That's like in saying in the first that, Dead Space. Look, it's you not cold. Me. It's not cold. <laughs> I was horrified by a uh, Slender. That scared the. Oh yeah, out see, of me. Slender is very scary. Dead Space is scary. scary. Yeah, scary. but like Slender is is more the atmosphere it builds, and I wasn't getting a sense of much atmosphere in Dead Space. I'm mean, granted we, only, I mean, we, I can only speak to the first two hours that we played, but it just seemed it's more this epic space odyssey atmosphere, yeah, isn't it? Like, than it, a kind of Horrific, I sort of, to, yeah, it was, you kind of lost that whole confined space yeah. station, ghost station sort of thing. Yeah. Um, some incredible cutscenes though. I think I need to invent Earth. a word
0: for it though. It's like there's this thing I get when I'm playing games like the Space 3 where my reluctance to play it ends up with me just sort of squeezing the controllers as if to like, greasily squeeze it out of my hand <laughs> and just let it drop on the floor mm. uh, and just wander off. Yeah. And that's that's that incredible ambivalence. Especially I love playing video games so much. Yeah. That when games inv- invoke that sense of like I don't know how they've managed to do that. It's a mm. really impressive feat. Yeah, it's not it's not even a case of disliking the game. No, I'm just ambivalent. Yeah. It feels like to me, um, the first Dead Space game wanted to be scary. Mm-hmm. The second Dead Space game wanted to be um like Action packed. Yeah. And it feels like the third Dead Space game just wants to be successful. It feels like a game that just wants you to like it. Love me because
2: because stuff. Yeah. It's the same but different. But now there's two players. It's
0: faintly desperate. What did you think of it, Steve? Because you played quite a bit.
2: I thought that the, well, I think that the scariest thing about Resident Evil 6 and Dead Space 3 and, you know, those franchises these days is the chasing of the almighty Call of Duty dollar. They've gone wide rather than deep. In the things that they do know, Mm. and as a result, as we've said, Dead Space Three just feels like a game designed by a committee. Doesn't really have a strong sense of its own identity, I don't think. And it 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 starts off it's uncharted, like every game. Every game's uncharted now and then, and then it takes everything that you loved about, say, the first game. Let's just you know because that's what people most associate with you know Dead Space. Because a lot of people didn't like Dead Space Two it take you know the, the moment in dead space that really struck me was when you go out in zero g for the first time yeah, and awesome. know, all the sound drops out apart from your breathing yeah. and i think if i remember correctly you're maybe just going down a trench or something like that and it's it's really cool this like everything's exploding it's bigger it's mm. bigger it's you know it's It's too much, and uh, talking about Slender, all of the big scares these days, like in Hollywood, don't come from the main studios. They they come from the small guys who have to innovate because they don't have the budget, and it's a good thing. That's it, actually. I was on One Life Left on
0: Monday, actually, talking about um, fear in games, actually, the whole topic. And that was something that I was saying, is the fact that it's like what's great about video games is that when you've seen loads of horror movies, you stop being frightened of because you know the pacing. You Mm. go, okay, and now here's the beat where they scare you, and it's always bang on. And that's why when you get these crazy little Spanish movies like Wreck the first time I saw it, they scare you because they don't, Fit the mold, and games have the ability to do that because the pacing is erratic, and that's what why Slender scared me so Mm, much. mm. Is because I knew something bad was going to happen, and I pretty much knew what was going to happen, but I didn't know when, and I had no way of knowing when. That's what makes Slender. We
3: were discussing this yesterday. Like, there's nothing actually about Slender that is actually scary.
1: Nothing happened. There's no
3: reason for you to be scared.
1: You barely see the Slender Man. It's the
3: fear of the unknown. Yeah, that's all it is. And And
1: I yeah, I got that from the first Dead Space, and in parts of Dead Space too, where it was so. Even just the lighting, it was so dark. And the first time a Necromorph comes out in Dead Space, I I crapped myself and I didn't know where to I was in a panic, the point where all I had to do was go through a door. I realized that the second time around when I was a bit more composed. But just that blind panic of not really being able to see this necromorph come at yeah. me.
3: That was that, that was my actual main problem with Dead Space 2 and the way they actually use the enemies. Mm. Like even the way they introduced in Dead Space One, like you said, like it is I wouldn't go so far as saying it's scary,
1: but Sure.
0: Okay.
3: It. <laughs> Dead Space 2, meanwhile, yeah. it kind of goes for that kind of gory, yeah, yeah. You, you know, when the guy gets taken out in front of you and he yeah. transforms into that necromorph. And it's that's the difference. They're going for it this Hollywood.
0: Like, mm. Yeah, and it feels like, especially in Western game development, though, there's uh, on the art side, there is an arrogance of being like, well, we spent all this money making it look fantastic. So we want you to really soak that up. And so it means all these games have these very impressive, high contrast, colorful vistas. And even in Dead Space 3, whenever it introduced a new enemy, it, it zooms in on it and does yeah. like a full 3D pan of it as if to go, look at how good a job we've done. Mm. Whereas, of course, like the roots of, of fantastic filmmaking are all things like, you know, think of, think of the original Alien. Obviously, you've got mm. Aliens game coming mm. out. Yeah. That was all like, they made this amazing model. You didn't see it. You didn't it, see it ever, or... did you? Right? And, and it was the end. that, yeah. it, that's the, that direction. It feels like we haven't got to the stage with, with some Western games where the director steps in and goes, I know you've made this look beautiful, but we're going to heavily obscure it. Mm. And I think it's games like, um, weirdly games like stuff like Dragon's Dogma and Dark Souls, which are kind of don't appear. They appear very ugly. And then you realize it's like they are actually at times extremely beautiful, but it doesn't show it off. It lets you kind of like soak it in from a distance. And mm. I just feel especially in this when it's like, Showing you, it's like here's a 3D yeah, zoom panel. They go into like, a cutscene well, right. and be
1: like, "Oh, here's the scary thing about to jump on you." And it's that classic thing of, you it's know, like, this, let this, it this, th- drop on me. Yeah, <laughs> the scariest thing is, like you said, though, like the unknown, like what's in your imagination when you know there's something out there, but you don't know what it is, you don't know what it looks like. That's that's what's really scary. With all that said, yeah, and I do agree with with what you yeah. been Yeah, I'm going
3: to be controversial and say I'm actually quite enjoying Dead Space Three. Well,
1: that's fair enough. Yeah, I, I think, think you have played more than we played last night.
3: I played. Three hours Okay. So maybe an hour more than what you got through. I think uh, the biggest thing about Dead Space 3 seems to be it's been completely mismarketed. It isn't the game that I think a lot of people are expecting it to be, that kind of buddy co-op shooter on an ice planet. I mean, I've played for three hours. I haven't seen the ice planet. Yeah. Bar from the opening five-minute prologue thing. Um, And actually, it feels a bit more like Dead Space 1 than Dead Space 2 Mm. ever did. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because you're bouncing between these kind of abandoned space stations, mm. whereas Dead Space 2 was obviously all in that kind of space city, and yeah. it didn't really have the same kind of vibe, same feel. Whereas Dead Space 3, I think... I mean, I was pleasantly surprised by it because I didn't expect anything like that sure. to be in it. Um, and I am kind of enjoying it. I'm worried that they've gone and done a Tomb Raider... And made the stuff that made Dead Space so good the optional stuff. Right. right. So there's all these optional. You just seen them yesterday. there's Optional yeah. stuff to go off and explore. You know these. Yeah. Space you stations. get into that
1: little transit type
3: thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: it's one of those things. Well, we didn't play it for very long. Um, I, I, really, I have a problem with games that wrestle control away from me now. I think as as many people have said many times, Dark Souls has ruined gaming for me in a way because I think that now because it was such a fresh of a breath of fresh air that now. In many ways, when you start going back to playing games that, that think it's okay to let you walk forward for five seconds and then do a cutscene, then walk forward five seconds, and it doesn't. I think the idea is that it makes you feel like you're more involved by making sure that you get to press a button every ten seconds, but you don't. And actually, I'd rather have really clean cut. And I think a lot of the time, people say somebody on Twitter actually I was discussing this a minute ago said, "Well, actually, yeah, but Uncharted always gets let off the hook for this stuff." I don't think it does. I think what was clever about Uncharted is it made it very crystal clear when you're in a cutscene. And when you were in an action bit. Mm. And usually it was just a case of him putting his gun away and they stopped to talk. Mm, And it never did the thing of going mid conversation, quick, you've got to shoot someone. Well, they're
3: trying to force, they're trying to force emotional engagement on you by giving you a movie. But I just switch off
0: because I don't like watching TV. And I think that's the problem. And I think what a lot of um, big game makers don't seem to realize is they're trying to ape Hollywood because they know that movies are successful, but they're forgetting that actually a generation of us who've grown up loving video games have actually, I find, at the same time, grown increasingly distant from traditional media. I don't really mm. watch a lot of television and movies because they don't really excite me anymore mm. in the same way, just because I've played too many games. Yeah. Well, Dead yeah. Space
3: 1 didn't have any of that. The lead character didn't even talk. Yeah, You only saw his face in, like, the final ten seconds. Yeah. Like, and now, you see what's happening in Dead Space 2 and Dead Space 3, it's like... He's
1: a character, he's got a story... <sighs> His girlfriend, it, and Space and 3, Dead the opening, Girlfriend. The
3: opening thirty minutes of Dead Space Three, I found I appalling. That whole apartment yeah. escape section. Like, oh, yeah. what I, did, is, I didn't that about. I didn't know
1: what was going on.
3: <laughs> no, I, we
0: didn't have a clue. And the way, they, <laughs> literally, they, they think they can do the whole creating a sense of place by just having an answer machine that says you've missed your rent. Yeah, and it's like this is this is really like primary school level <laughs> exposition. Yeah, like yeah. I could write better than this. And yeah. I I, obviously, I we're laughing about the fact that people have just written on the walls of the spaceship like suicide in a lovely <laughs> font. It's like who did this? Like, like, mm. There's so many things where I just sort of think they've just they've brushed over things going, that'll do, that'll do, that'll be exposition, that's fine. Yeah. I think it says a lot about our. when we live-streamed it yesterday that the, the most exciting thing to happen in our two-hour period was Adam coming into the studio to show us an abnormally <laughs> large chicken breast he was about to cook. What? Oh, you should have seen this chicken <laughs> breast, <laughs> mate. It was, it was about almost a foot long. Like, you, you know joking. the
1: way that Spensley was always wants to like, pop his head in? Yeah. I, I thought it was Spensley
0: at first. Yeah. It's
1: Adam, and he's like, are you live-streaming? It's like, yeah, yeah, Adam, we're live. He's like, I've got to show you this. I'm sorry, i got to show you this. He comes in, plate, the biggest chicken breast I have yeah. ever seen. He does we like his chicken We put it up he to does. the
0: camera for comparison. It was bigger than an Xbox controller. Like considerably bigger. It was huge. I mean, the biggest yeah. chicken breast That's I've simple. ever but seen. But I found he myself, yeah, when I was cycling home after he that, does. I thought, that shouldn't have been the most exciting thing that happened to me tonight. But it was. And, um, I'll be telling my yeah. kids about that chicken breast. Scary games, I'm actually getting back into scary games. I played them, I did a bit of live Yeah, you did, um, you streamed a few scary games. I'm tempted to do that again, just because people seem to enjoy me being genuinely uncomfortable. Yeah, the thing, yeah, the thing with scary games, it's, it's
1: you get that, if if you're like me and you, I think you as well, Dave, Like you get that sort of real adrenaline rush mm. from playing scary games. Even though I don't like playing scary games, yeah. I can barely make my way through. I
2: don't like watching scary films.
3: Yeah,
1: well, there yes, you I go. Don't do, I don't yeah. think but it kind of makes you feel alive. It gets the blood pumping.
2: Sorry. I don't think there's anything scary about games these days that are traditional horror games or games in general because mm. there's no punishment on a failure condition. So... Demon Souls and Dark Souls are mm-hmm. scarier games because if you die there's so much at stake. Yeah, I don't
0: know, so, I think they're in, I think that they're intense, but,
2: but not the, the, scary. Not in terms of how you would define scariness like you hear a violin stab and a cat jumps out. Mm. But in terms of having like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. classic cat, you know. Classic cat. I agree,
0: especially if the, if the the fear is supposed to be the fear of death.
2: Yeah, apprehension. I mean, and, yeah, and I always thought that in older survival horror games or adventure games the the real fear came not from, not just from the enemies that were in the environment, mm. but the environment itself. I mean, Resident Evil one through maybe three is the problem is not that there's enemies in the world because you can easily kill them. Mm-hmm. It's that to get from A to B, it just takes so long yeah, and will yeah. take so much resources that it's essentially it's a strategy game. Resident Evil about planning, not about shooting or really surviving in the classical sense of now you run from A to B. So games for me aren't scary anymore mm. like that. They you know they make you jump. I know mm.
0: what you mean. I think it wasn't until I played Dark Souls for the first time that I really appreciated shields in video games. Because up until that point, shields in video games had always been something you could put in your offhand, but why would you when you can put another sword and you can <laughs> yeah. hit with two swords but for more damage? It was always just a case of going, well, that's boring, I'm not going to do that. And yet in Dark Souls, when I was trying to explain to people in that played before, and Demon's Souls, of just having this explanation of being like, you'd be edging along this cliff face with your shield out. And it's like, you, you know, rather than having a lot of games, you feel like empowered when you're swinging a sword. And you imagine like, yeah, I'm swinging this sword. But Dark Souls for me is all about the left hand grip. It's mm. all about that imagined tight fist holding a little buckler of being like, oh my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to die. <laughs> but having said that, like I was playing Amnesia on the weekend and that's, I played that for about two hours and. I love that, even though I hated it. Mm. Um, but that was like that wasn't a fear of death by any means. It was just absolutely the fear of the unknown. Mm. I spent two hours playing it and I didn't see anything. Yeah. Mm. Other than some weird books moving around. Yeah. And,
2: but again, that's the environment as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I
0: mean, but I knew there was something out there. I could hear yeah. something. Yeah. But I and mean, you
2: can see it all the time, like the whole dead space thing, you know, like you're saying you see the enemy before essentially it sees you mm. and it's almost it's almost like a cross-section you know you, you used to get books cross-sections of like ships or whatever if you're particularly nerdy mm. but uh, it's like that it's essentially as we were saying what the designer it- going look, look i drew this have you seen the thing it's like the thing but not quite as good because the thing was amazing but it'll be good
0: it did a bit yesterday where it showed us like um, one of the aliens crawling out past the window really quickly and did the whole like Violin, like, oh, but it's like, yeah, we've yeah. just killed 30 aliens. Yeah, like, oh, you do that before we meet yeah. them, like, yeah. not afterwards. Mm. It's just like, they've absolutely forgotten the basics. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, has anyone, you've been playing anything else, Dave, this week? Uh, I've been
3: getting back into Need for Speed Most Wanted, oh, yeah. which is oh, yeah. weird because I 100%ed that on Xbox.
0: Yeah. Because well, you said you'd also played some Forza Horizon, right? I finished Forza Horizon as well. that's interesting because the consensus seemed to be that Horizon was the better one. What do you reckon? Uh, Personally, I prefer Need for Speed. I've said this before mm-hmm. on the podcast.
3: Yeah. I think Forza is a great racer. I think it's a little bit dull, and I really don't like the setting. I think that dusty road thing gets old really fast. Um, Need for Speed, I mean, I've, I've, I've gone back to it because of the DLC. The DLC was cheap last week, mm-hmm. or what the price it perhaps should have been when it first came out, let's say. Yeah. But... Um, <laughs> And it feels a lot more burnouty again, which is great cool. because they're the faster cars and they set these kind of speed challenges and it's like the burning roots from the older burnout games. right. Okay. So like yeah. One collision and you've got to restart.
1: Yeah. Like that. So what, what did you get in the DLC then? What was in that? What's in it? Yeah. So you get five cars. Yeah.
3: Which are basically variations on existing cars. Oh, okay. Um,
1: but super speedy. But I guess
3: it's more stuff to unlock, and as it's well, more yeah. events. Yeah. It's nothing special. Okay. It's nothing like what they did with Paradise Burnout Paradise, where they added a new yeah area. Yeah. But I'm hoping that will still come in the
0: future. I'm gutted I never went to that because I really I loved. I mean, obviously, Steve, you worked on QA <laughs> QA for Burnout Paradise, so yeah. you've kind of got. A a hatred of the game. I've had my
2: fill. I've had your fill with that. But
0: but personally, it's one of my favourites all time. It's good. It's a good game. And I never. I know. Yeah, I can imagine. I've I've never had to. Yeah, people always say, "Oh, wouldn't it be great to be a games tester?" And especially, I always say, "No." Especially when it's children, because I've often had children going, "I want to be a games tester," and I just go, "No, you don't." And I just break. I just break that (laughs) that dream right then, (laughs) because it's like you will you will hate whatever game you played. I actually applied to be a games tester for um the original Black and White, but they turned us down, I think we were only, me and my mate, Sean, we were about 16 or something, uh-huh. and they never got back to us. I'm really glad they didn't, because... Your life could have turned out very differently. Mm. I'd probably be a mechanic. It could have or... turned
2: out like mine. <laughs> Sunken eyes. I'd be a A yeah.
1: haggard man. Yeah. I'd have been out years ago. Are you playing much of the multiplayer of New Speed? Because I've heard that's really good.
3: Um, I tried it, but I couldn't mm. get into it. It's one of those things where you, you need to play with friends. Yeah. And the problem with that as well is that when you're not playing with friends... Everyone wants to do different things, but okay. the game is directing you to do a particular thing. Yeah. yeah. And
0: nobody wants you. To, nobody really wants to do that. I did okay. think that when I saw it dem- being demoed, all the, they look like fun, but it's like everyone needs to come here now for this to start.
3: It's fun when it's organized properly. Mm. But That's the thing, but The but
0: beauty it, of that game is that there's no organization yeah, yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah. So it's That's what I kind got. of conflicting. Okay. It's like, it's, it kind of, you know, they, they were showing it off at Gamescom and they were like, even then, when the devs were saying, oh, everyone needs to drive here. And there was one Spanish journalist who wasn't, and they're like, "No, you need to come and drive here." Yeah. It felt like this is going to be the equivalent of when you've got a party and you decide at quarter past eleven that you want to play Twister, and everyone's already drunk in the kitchen, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're yeah. trying to say, "No, but everyone, stop Do what you're doing time. now. We're going to have some organised fun." And I've seen how badly that always. It's like in like World of Warcraft, when you you yeah. know
1: you got your party for a raid, and then you know someone's like, "I'm just going, just got to." Go eat quickly. I've got to eat. Sorry, guys. I've got to eat. And then you're like, all right, we'll wait. And then you wait like half an hour. You guys
0: know what I'm talking about, right? Vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I tried, I tried, My wild <laughs> days have ended a long time ago. <laughs>
3: I tried Horizons Multiplayer over the weekend oh, yeah? as
0: well. And like that is,
3: there are these party modes where it's like chase people down and stuff like that. But the, the, the most of it, the majority of it is straightforward rating. Uh-huh. And the net code it's pretty weak. Really? Like it lags mm. and like this car, the cars in front of you will randomly just jump like five oh, feet in no. the air and it's like, what's going on Whoa. here? This what? is bizarre. Up, up and vertically? Yeah, vertically. They're oh, just well. be like They're just like five feet off the road. <laughs> I'd be like, I didn't expect this from a game released like <laughs> two, three months ago. It's a feature. Like, it's bonkers. A feature. Yeah. Like, I,
1: I can imagine that, like, the ghosting you sometimes get Yeah, like, going like, back and forward yeah. but not vertically. It's fine.
3: It doesn't affect it too much but it's just this weird it's kind of thing to, to
1: see. and Yeah. I do know. Ah, that's weird. But Need for Speed.
0: Need for Speed, will you join it? You, oh, sorry. No, yeah. no, 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 we're done. We're, we're done. done. We're done, done with with Need for Speed. Speed's oh, the better Speed. game, in yeah. my opinion. Cool. <laughs> Contra. And on that bombshell, <laughs> what have you been playing?
2: I've been playing, well, apart from Dead Space 3, which I played a lot. Um, I played the first three hours um, about six times uh, preview and then co op. Right, yeah. But um, FIFA 13 on Vita, which I still maintain is better than FIFA 13 on consoles. What? What? And you know... You cray? How does that work? I'm fairly certain it's because FIFA has had so much feature creep that it's now really over-engineered. Like, the new Pez, Hmm. I believe, is better because even though it would play... A more, say, arcadey version of football. It still has the hooks in it to make it look authentic and feel authentic. Despite the fact there's nothing like actual football. FIFA tries to be more like actual football, but in doing so, really, really over eggs everything. Like getting a player to turn around in FIFA is like turning a boat around. Yeah. And the control of the ball, this is a slave to the animation. I now, can appreciate that. The Vita version, I'm fairly certain, because it has less features mm-hmm. on the pitch, is quicker and more responsive because of that and maybe that's just confirmation bias or whatever but i just prefer and it's also got different animations to fifa 13 um on console and one thing in football games these days the new pairs is particularly guilty for this is the goalkeeping animations (laughs) there's there's too few of them so goals tend to start looking very similar whereas on the vita version of fifa there's so many different ones so it's so well animated And it's, well, the reason I play it, it's just perfect to play on the bus. Well, that's it. A, okay.
0: I guess you get this with every genre, really, is that you do have the kind of the purists who always love the super kind of realism. And as far as they're concerned, if it's aping something that's supposed to be real, then the closer to real it is, the better. Mm. And obviously with car stuff, I always found that really, really tiresome. And yeah. football, yeah. You see, I've, I've never been interested in football. Um, just cause my dad failed to like be, he wasn't interested in it. I remember it was really funny. Actually, when I was about 18, he said to me, one day, because his mate was around he like football, he said, Hey, do you wanna we're gonna get do you wanna watch the match tonight? And I was like, What? <laughs> as
1: like, as does. We're it. gonna
0: watch the match. Do you wanna watch the match? <laughs> and I was like, No. Like if you want to get me into football, you should have done it like 12 years ago. Yeah. Like, I'm not ever gonna be into football now. Mm. And neither is he. It was a phase that lasted about a week. But um <laughs> no, my favourite football game ever was um ISS on the snares. Mm. Just because you could turn fouls off. <laughs> And really? you could keep cropping their goalie until you'd taken out the first goalie and then you'd taken out their replacement goalie and then they didn't have a goalie. <laughs> and then it, it was just a case of everyone racing to try and take out the goalie Injured so you as could many just get as possible. many goals as you wanted. That sounds like, yes. Um, but yeah, no, I love that stuff. And obviously ISS is where Pro Evo started. And mm. that arcadey thing, it feels like, I don't know, when I watch people playing FIFA now, it feels like, I don't Do not feel much like, in that
2: it feels slow and it feels really bogged down. Now, I know you can change the sliders, but you know, that's a design mm. decision, you know, that should be made by the guys who make yeah, it. No. But um but yeah, I've also been playing a bit of well, I played Hitman H D trilogy, mm. um, which was a mixed bag. I mean, I love the Hitman titles. I've played the games um like all the games that were on console. I didn't play the original, but that was a lot of those missions were remade in contracts. But anyway, I played them and I was really looking forward to the H D trilogy and we got it in the office and we were playing through and I was like, ah, oh, doing the old hits, you know, like I used to sure like double head like double headshot on the Russians in the Kirov Park meeting, all these great missions. And I mean it looks okay. It looks as probably as as well as it could mm-hmm. given that it's just upscale ten year old games. But then, blood money. I've just put the disc in on 360s on a separate disc, and it's got the same PAL 50 hertz bug that it had when it came out in 2006. Yeah. Now that's that's unacceptable now. It, you know, we've got a. There's a warning on the box that says not may not be compatible yeah. with older televisions. There's a 50 inch <laughs> Samsung plasma in the boardroom. I was playing it on. Yeah, and those and things will accept like whatever you yeah, put Yeah, but you can
0: probably mash a banana it, into the exactly. back of those, and it would go. All right, it's a banana. I mean, it wouldn't done. like it, but it would do
2: it because yeah. just because it could. <laughs> and yeah, and then uh, you know, pe- but people. They won't accept that. Like yeah. People want to be. I think people want to be pleased by games. Those for, don't, for
0: those who don't know, basically, I think what the problem is that it means that um, because of the fifty hertz thing, it means that if your TV set to sixty hertz, you need to use your old Xbox component cable to go to standard definition, so you can make some changes. But then well, the problem is, people now, most people, myself included, have been their component cable and just gone straight over to. the sexy hdmi yeah and if you've just got one of those you can't really do anything about it i think
2: it's like the console as well because when you use standard definition cables you get the pal 50 and 60 hertz options that you Ah, don't do if you're using because i thought just to make sure it wasn't just the telly i tested on a few different televisions and you can force um those tellies via the console into 60 hertz so that should be fine but it's more like a like a console-based problem, but it's still not acceptable. I don't no, know. Yeah. And this is a an overriding problem I have with with video you know games players, you know, including myself, probably been guilty of this. Is that you want to love something so much mm-hmm. that you will forgive it anything? Yeah. Like on PC games, this is especially prevalent. <laughs> the, the game launches, it's not finished, and you're just like, oh, it's fine. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know. I still
3: uh, haven't heard the Hotline Miami music.
2: Dave, oh ever. yeah, classic.
0: You know. And, anyway. Yeah, but no, <laughs> you're right elite. though. You're right, and, it, and it I, I had a big bug with hotline Miami actually, and I, I they fixed it quite quickly actually. But mine had this thing where it just incrementally slowed down until it was like, and it made the game so easy. Yeah,
1: but like you're saying, like it seems with people who've kind of grown up with PCs, they're more accepting of these problems,
0: mm. which they shouldn't be i still think it's boring. i don't know i think <laughs> i think the hitman thing is really interesting because obviously um absolution was a controversial one i reviewed it for oxm it's one of the last games i reviewed it and i gave it a nine because i love that game i had a great time with it but it feels like especially the way that people um really hated on absolution but also forgiving of blood money and the fact that it hasn't aged very well it feels like it's less about the games now and for me it feels like it's, it's kind of a sign of the times in the fact that uh Games like the original Hitman games rec- represented such an amazing landmark for what games PC games used to be and what we felt that games should aspire to be like, and that's something that has changed in the the, the big market in the past sort of five ten years. And so I feel like lots of people before Absolution had come out, they already didn't want to like it mm. just because they felt that the, the experience of what they wanted mm. wasn't going to be there exactly.
2: But I mean, I think that it's. It's easy to, to see a franchise that you love and then it becomes different. Mm. And the trap to, to try and avoid, although it's hard, I've done this before myself, is, you know, judge the, the game that comes out of it on its own merits. I mean, yeah. for example, Resident Evil 4. Now, before Resident Evil 4 came out, and even today, some people say, oh, you know, it's a great game, but it's not a Resident Evil game. Well, you know, it says Resident Evil on the box and it's absolutely brilliant. And that was fine. And Resident Evil 4 was a landmark game because Every game, like Uncharted, it was now. the first Resident Evil game I played. Every game after Resident Evil Four was Resident Evil Four, like you know that whole tight on the shoulder, Gears of War's influenced by it, and so you can see Resident Evil Four in almost every action shooter today. But with Hitman Absolution, now I loved, uh, I loved the Hitman series, and I really liked Hitman Absolution. Really, I could appreciate that. It had a lot of problems. Yeah. But I was ready to give it that chance. But I don't think a lot of people were, yeah. because they saw. And uh, again it was very badly marketed like huge mistakes like the yeah. whole nuns thing and showing linear levels first but the thing is is that video games franchises that are 10 15 years old are not made for the same people that they were anymore no so resident evil most people who play resident evil 6 maybe they're like 15 years old you know well when resident evil came out you know they weren't you know they weren't there yeah. sitting around going oh you know i can't wait for resident evil 2 or 3 whatever so it's different and those old games still exist. No one deleted them. No. You know, it's like when, remember this argument when, of all things, the Halloween remake by Rob Zombie. Everyone was like, oh, it's ruined oh, it." Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't, you know, great. And it did go against the fundamental core of the uh, Carpenter original. But it didn't delete it. You know, yeah. it's just, so
3: I you think, just got to accept it. A big argument, though, is why can't we just have what came before,
0: but prettier? Because
2: so that's the market a lot of, won't sustain it.
0: Yeah, the, I because think what we have, have to forget about is the prettier. And yeah. I think that's agree I agree, big thing I agree is, but then that... I've started doing that, and I think that's the thing is basically people, what they say they want is the same pretty, but then that doesn't sell. And I think it's just you know, the, the development costs of these games are, are insane, and they need, basically, they, they can't justify being pretty and being this this great, this dream that we've had about what games will be like. They can't exist without the market to support them, and the market to support them I think as we're going to find this year, I think this year is going to be pretty disastrous for a couple of companies. It just isn't there. And, but at the same time, it's like I love the fact that the indie scene is exploding. In the past like month, we've had like three or four amazing indie games come out, like one after the other. And I think it's just a case of the fact that there the people who want these cool niche experiences, they're just making them. And they're making them mm. on their own or with a mate. And they're proper ropey. But you start to remember that that doesn't matter. And I think that sometimes people just get too hung up on franchises. And you just go, mm. if you want that kind of experience, that's cool, but it doesn't have to be that that man especially when it's a man like Agent 47 it's like Mm. why does it need to be that bloke with that barcode? there's there's other games that offer a similar thing just just give it up
2: (laughs) it's especially seductive in, in video games to always be looking for the pretty because as video games get better looking they do offer something that you haven't seen before whereas in films you know films there Are films from the 70s that are better shots in terms of you know the cinematography or the direction than film, like loads of films? I mean, yeah, that's fine, but um, but in video games, it's like I say, seductive because you see, say, I don't know, um, like Grand Theft Auto 5, which it was I'm sure will be brilliant, but you I mean you look at that world, and you're like, oh, and then suddenly you're thinking about San Andreas, and you maybe you go back to play San Andreas, and all you're thinking of, I want this, but more, mm. but I think there'll come a time hopefully when that just levels off mm. and you'll start to get more games that as I said the indie games will in a way become more prevalent because people will care more about what's in them as opposed to what's yeah, presenting. I think it's not
0: just about the small stuff either. We've we've seen like um I think a studio that I well, what studio and a publisher that I'm really hopeful for in the next few years is City Project Red. Yeah. Who you know, CD, I think there's something to be said for wanting pretty
1: games. I mean, that's part of the reason why I play pretty much all my games mm-hmm. on PC because I want a better looking oh, yeah, game than on a console. So I think there is there is an argument for getting games, you know, the graphics in games being, a, you know, a major selling point. And a lot of people argue, no, we need to sort of innovate on the actual gameplay and the mechanics. And yeah, we do as well, but at the same time, everyone wants a better looking
0: game, don't they? Yeah, I, th- I think it's just whether or not you can sustain it. And I think it's interesting that stuff like The Witcher has been doing really well. Mm. That's so niche. And I think that that's what they've forgotten, is that They've kind of gone. Well, we need to spend this much money, so it need to be mass market, and we get these products that just feel like the video game equivalent of Woolworths. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> has it been
3: doing really well though? When you say the something like The Witch has been doing really well. Uh, has it? In I terms
1: think it's, of been, doing, unit it's numbers? been doing well enough. I mean, I think it's, it's been f- doing better than you would expect from. I obviously I don't have numbers, but from like you know an, an independent developer from yeah. you know Eastern
0: European. Yeah, developer. when you put it on paper, yeah, yeah. obviously, like yet, be, I, mind, I, I don't know what the numbers are. To bear but, in mind that they only even put their first game on the Xbox last year. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. On console, yeah. and I think that it's one of those things that they've they've just built a reputation, and I think that it's growing. I think that gradually, um, and I think that's what's how sequels should function. And it's not about just. I think it's very smart that they've announced the Witch Two, Witch Three um, this week, and then they've also said oh, we've got a permanent price drop on the Witch Two. Mm. So now it's twenty quid on Xbox and half price on PC. Mm. So what's going to happen now over the next year and a half is lots of people. After playing Dragon Age and Skyrim and stuff, will be like, well, every, after a while, because it's so critically acclaimed, people mm. who love RPGs are going to go, well, I'm going to check it out. And like myself, they're going to realise that The Witcher Two is absolutely amazing. Mm. And the fact that with The Witcher Three, they're they're looking at um, trying to ramp up this idea of going on monster hunts and having like mm. this open world in which you have to prepare. And read up on these monsters and learn their weaknesses and bring the right potions and bring the right weapons. That aspect of the Witcher Two is so exciting, and the fact that they're actually focusing on that—it's basically going to be like, uh, in my mind, it's going to be like a non-Japanese monster hunter. Which, no offense <laughs> to Monster Hunter, that sounds amazing. That sounds better than what Monster Hunter is. It's nice is, thought. Monster Hunter appears to be a game you play for fifteen hours and then go, "What am I doing? Yeah, I don't understand. What any have of I, I this? been doing?" Um, but actually, on that note, I mean, this feels like a good time, Dave. That's one bit of news we've had, which Witcher 3. Mm-hmm. Dave, soak us up, fire us uh, beam <laughs> What's with news. Going Get on us wet. Get us wet with news. <laughs> <Bon. laughs> Chuck a bucket of news on our faces. It's all about next
3: gen. No, everyone won't shut up about next gen. Just kind of blah, blah blah blah. Next gen's happening, next gen's
0: yeah. happening. Um, so yeah, PS4,
3: hopefully, on mm-hmm. um, February 20th. But okay. is it going to play...
2: DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Blu-ray only future. Is GTA Five a, going to be cross generational? You'll be there in New York on the twentieth, won't I'll, you? So you're gonna you're gonna. Re-reporting. Are they going to save Harry on the ground, David <laughs> <Yeah>. Camel?
0: <Scabble. laughs> Newsline.
2: <laughs> Speaking of Morse code. Breaking
3: news.
0: Oh, hold the front page. <laughs> Stop the pressure We
1: need to get you those reporter hats. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. that'd be great. Yeah, so that you that would... can put, take it. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Are they I'll, going I'll to the bring back the slot for the PlayStation One memory card? No, because I've still got one. Just in case. case you still just got a PS1 memory
3: card? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I
0: keep memory cards. Does nobody else do this? Yeah, I, I do. Not all of them, just some. The Dreamcast VMU was the best
3: thing I've ever. still got
1: all of my Dreamcast stuff.
0: I, I refuse to. I think to I've enjoy. got a
1: few GameCube
3: memory cards. I used to take my child to school in my
0: Oh, really? Pocket, yeah, nice. Play it on lunch. I realised when memory. they brought out um, Sonic Adventure 2 on XBLA, that because it didn't have the Chao VMU stuff, because it couldn't, and because they hadn't even bothered to fudge any kind of virtual console within the game, which they should have done, mm. um, I realized that the only reason I liked that game was because of the Chao VMU. And without that, it was a husk. It I was think that a stuff's going to, a horrible gonna, husk.
3: I think it's going to become more prominent with next gen. I think like just, you know, the apps, apps. and stuff on yeah. your phone, they're going to tie into games. Look at what Ubisoft doing with Far Cry at the moment, or are trying to do with Far Cry. It's this weird kind of unlock. Slash level up your weapons for multiplayer mm. by doing something on your phone. Yeah, it's yeah. really weird. I'm not quite sure it works as well as they wanted it to work, but I think that side of it might
0: come. It'll back. get there. And I'm interested in Xbox Smart Glass, even though they appeared to originally pitch that. They seem to be just pitching it at TV people. Yeah. Mm. Like, well, the Game of Thrones presentation that was amazing, mm. where they're like they had a bit going. Oh, so I'm watching Game of Thrones and I'm thinking, uh. where where is this character? And I look at my iPad and it's like, oh, he's north of the wall. It's like, well, if you've been concentrating on the flipping program, (laughs) you'd know he was north of the wall because you know what? Him going north of the wall was a pretty flipping big deal, all right?
3: But then having said that, I I wouldn't want to look at stuff like that on an iPad while I'm watching a film. Yeah, I know. know, It's it's something else to distract you, It's the DVD extras. You watch it after if you're interested in that stuff. I don't see how that will work simultaneously. Mm -hmm. But then having said that, I upgraded to Windows 8 recently and that comes with smart class, built into it as well Okay, and so playing Forza you're like right click here for my next waypoint instantly it's in the game directing you where to go and like that's so Uh, much easier than fiddling between different menu screens and stuff just sit next to your computer being able to just I like the idea that's quite cool and this is a mental idea
0: but imagine if it had a smart glass thing in like GTA right so when your phone rings in the game it doesn't ring in the game. It rings it's your phone, your... Oh, oh, so shit. then, then oh, you God. actually have to do the thing of like you, you, answer. You would load up the app, and it would turn your Hello? phone into a GTA <gasps> phone, so you'd be able Who to surf this? the GTA internet on it and do all that stuff and dial up your contacts. But it would mean if you're getting chased by the police and your phone rang, you then be trying to drive the car whilst talking whilst listening to someone on the phone.
2: How cool would that be? That'd that's be, quite
1: cool. That's not encouraging good driving practices. No, it wouldn't, no. but it's
0: not real cars, is it? I, so this it's is also true.
2: That. I think the the Wii, the Wii remote had the microphone so uh, i can't remember which game it was me um no more heroes i think when you got the phone call you could yeah mess up. but i think one mm. game that's going to really push the using your phone or asymmetrical gaming if it lives up to the promises Watch is Dogs. Watch Dogs. yeah Where if i can mm-hmm. if i'm on the train and someone's like oh i need you to do this and it's just like a cool mini game but it gives me stats and it's not just like flicking something and i can see the network and Maybe something a bit like, I don't know, Pipe Mania or just something really like time wastering that I can then dial into someone else's game.
0: I think it's really exciting. People talk about augmented reality, but I think it's so much better than just having 3D nonsense flying around in front of your face. Mm. I think it's what I love about games and what I've always loved about games is the same thing I love about Doctor Who (laughs) is that it gives the real world another context that Mm -hmm. makes the real world more exciting. And that's what I've always liked about video games: is you go, oh, and you sort of imagine yourself blowing up cars with rocket launchers or climbing mm. up buildings, or, and if you can have that bleed, so you get that kind of feeling of being like, make the real world more exciting by turning everyday objects into things that are kind of exciting. Yeah. Then uh, I'm down with that.
3: Mm, so what else cool. has been happening apart from? Well, I was uh, just quickly on if it is PlayStation Four. Yeah. I mean, what are we expecting to see in terms of software? I mean, I'd imagine Gorilla will be there. Crash Bandicoot. Well, I do I wish there was Crush Bandicoot. I wish there was Jumping <laughs> Flash. I'd imagine they might show off some sort of Gran Turismo prototype, a concept that would be out in 2013. Just,
1: yeah. Yeah. Some shiny car. It would just be um, really good looking cars. Yeah. Be like, God damn, that
0: car is real. Yeah,
1: yeah. And they'd be like, no. This is an engine. Yeah. <laughs> and people's Honestly, minds
0: will be blown. When it gets to like 2018, they'll go, no, we didn't say it'd be out in 2013. We said 2030, you misheard us. It's not our fault. Bro. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But yeah, I, I, could, I could see some... Cars
1: always go down yeah. well.
3: And Sucker Punch, the guys that did Infamous, I mean, mm. pff, they yeah must have been doing something for a couple of years. That's yeah. true. So...
0: My yeah. biggest question with the PS4 is, what are they going to do in terms of infrastructure? Because they invested so heavily, you know, it's such a dumb move. Sony was so greedy with the PS3 that they thought, well, we dominated the DVD player market. That what we do is we'll pack our next console full of stuff like Blu-ray, the mm. chip, all this proprietary tech with either themselves or companies they have dealings with, to make sure that they could then dominate the tech market mm. for the next 10 years and of course the opposite happened in yeah. the fact that they lost the tech market entirely Yeah, mm. Blu-ray's done but now like they, that they've thing. invested so much money into these studios getting them to use the um, Blu-ray and the chip Blu-ray's not so much of an issue that's just the speed of asset loading stuff people can get around that but the chip is a very specific bit of gear yeah. and obviously the reason that Uncharted games are so cool is because they've learned to master that Yeah, do Sony continue down that route of using that technology or do they just have to turn around to these studios and say look guys we know you've Spent four years learning to use this hardware, but forget it—we're ditching it because I think that's the smart move. They're going to
2: get—they're going to get rid of it. They've got to get rid of it. It's more surely. like PCs now. I'm—you know—you can't put much stock in all of the the rumours and speculation, but the consist—the rumours that are consistent with what I think is going to happen is—you know—it's just like it's going to be or specialized architecture hardware hmm. that is kind of already out there, yeah. and the reason I think is because the R and D cost for something like The Cell, which was, as you said, meant to be built I mean I remember the talk when it was like yeah it's going to be in your toaster and on your PlayStation <laughs> you can tell your toaster to make you toast it's like oh, how's the bread going to get in there don't worry because bread that. will have chips in it and these yeah days. but imagine that <laughs>
0: if like when you weren't making toast it could be like curing cancer oh, like in the folding way that a home. Yeah. folding at home <laughs> folding <you know>, at <laughs> home yeah
2: I'd rather it just folded my washing folding okay? bread like you know I don't <laughs> care about if it anything. could do ironing it would make oh, me happy exactly yeah but no I don't I I think the future of, of like gaming is is the is like a phone sized thing maybe it is your phone with proprietary this is some way off but then you take it and you essentially you dock it mm. and it pulls everything down you know from that centralized system and maybe consoles as you know it won't really exist but there'll be more
0: yes steve and we'll
2: all be in flying cars <laughs> hey look <laughs> to the no, cloud <laughs> look i mean there haven't been flying cars but if i went back to say when the original playstation launched and told the young me Uh what was going on he'd be like firstly what is that haircut (laughs) secondly (laughs) that sounds amazing you know uh, i think it's like everything seems really banal when you're like experiencing it because everything just changes at the pace that you're yeah so you're like yeah it's new tv syndrome you buy a new tv
0: it's the most amazing thing you've ever seen
2: three days later i want a bigger one Yeah, Yeah. yeah you're just
0: used to it it's just what you have
2: but i think you know i think it's more i think we're almost living in like a software world now rather than as sony had it an engineering company in yeah. hardware world where they were going to dominate with hardware.
0: Absolutely. And I think that the Wii U is shafted for exactly the same reason that the PlayStation 3 was shafted. And the fact that everyone kept saying with the PlayStation 3, yes, but it's more powerful, which means it's going to be better games, more interesting games. And it never happened. And I knew it would never happen because at the end of the day, you have different tech diverging and you, you think, well, we need to invest mm. more money to make this version the best it can be. Do we want to do that? Well, no, because we're not going to sell it more games on it. Yeah. And with the Wii U's got this thing of like, you know, oh, well, obviously you can do this cool stuff with a controller. Mm. But because it's using that classic PC architecture, it's just going to get the same games as everything else. But then when people come down to it, when the man with a checkbook goes, okay, well, we can make the Wii U version really, really cool and do all this stuff with thing, they go, how much is that going to cost? And they go, well, it's going to cost, I don't know, maybe a million, two million more. And they just go, nah, nah, yeah, it becomes not worth it. And yeah. so it's just going to be like, it, it must have been incredibly frustrating to be a hardcore Sony fanboy for the past 10 mm. years because. You've got this machine that's incredibly powerful mm. and yet you're getting the worst ports. You're getting like stuff like Bayonetta with like these broken, Ooh. dodgy ports. Because people are making it for the biggest platform, i.e. PC and Xbox, and then just you're an afterthought. It's not even niche games like Bayonetta. Well, I guess Bayonetta wasn't
3: niche was as such, but it was niche, fairly yeah. specialized, you know. But um, Call of Duty, Black Ops, like yeah. and apparently Black Ops too. I haven't played it, but I've heard that the PS3 version still has yeah. like pretty big issues. It's
0: like, it's, it's what's man, going on here? So why yeah. is this not? But in an alternate reality, if if Sony had like dominated the market, it would be the complete opposite. Yeah, absolutely. And In in many regards, actually, PC gaming might not have taken off in the same way because you know people would have concentrated on the infrastructure of the PlayStation and they would have become more divergent. Mm. But now, because of the success of the Xbox, you've got developers who've gone well. Actually, yeah, we can invest on this PC games because we know it will also run on the Xbox yeah. really well and the next gen. I think, in many ways, actually, whilst um, the current direction of what the Xbox is and what the Xbox is becoming doesn't interest me, I think we've got to thank it a lot for for the success of how much it's boosted the PC games industry. Like you know, stuff like Skyrim looks amazing on PC, and I just don't yes, think we'd ever had like, yeah, anything yeah. like that. Put like thirty mods on it as well. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> my Little Pony mods turn the
1: dragons into My Little Crazy Ponies. Crazy stuff. Can't run them, it, but runs to like two frames per second. But
0: <laughs> great. R- great, great, great screenshot. <laughs> Brilliant
3: screenshot. Oh, it's like good. a <laughs> screenshot that
0: changes every five seconds. It's gallery. Yeah, gallery. And sometimes gallery. Yeah, you get it's cool. a slideshow. Yeah, it's good. Brilliant. Anyway, I like
3: it. yeah. Next, we brought it up a rich, uh, few minutes ago. GTA Five
1: mm. delay. Yeah, I know. Uh, this is what do we think? This has got quite big ramifications. <laughs> yeah, for. Other developers really mm-hmm. and publishers. The
2: ripples go out. Mm, yeah. In time. yeah, it's a like a, t- it's a
1: wave, it's tsunami, a wave. it's a butterfly effect. Mm. I so, bet there
0: were people somewhere going, "Fuck!" Yeah, yeah. big time.
1: Yeah, so and, they basically ju- they just pushed it back because they wanted more time.
3: Uh, they pushed it. it back because they claim it needs a little more polish. Mm. No, no, but that's the, a lie
1: to be of the standard
3: we and more importantly, you require. Oh, no. Nice put it on us. Yeah. always yeah. a lie. We expect more.
0: It's that's always a lie. It's got to be. I don't know. I mean,
3: what do you guys think? So it's September now, September yeah. 17th. Because I
0: think there's there's one of two options of why this could be. And I think the options are either, it's they've they've been waiting to find out what's going on with next gen, and either they think next gen early sales are not going to be a big enough threat, so they can bring it out close to Christmas and dominate those sales without ha- having all the people having bought new gen consoles well, that's and what not they, being interested in it. They suggested that last night. Strayl's or cross gen. Cross gen. Well,
3: both. I think both are possibilities. Mm. I mean, Strauss last night said that he didn't think next-gen, given the lower and still base, would be a big threat to GTA sales. Mm-hmm. At the same time, he said, no one is going to not buy GTA because they're waiting for a next-gen yeah, version. that's or true. The that's so true. I think <laughs> they're, being, they're pretty confident. They're getting a little bit cocky, <laughs> I think. But <laughs> they deserve Rockstar? to be. Think, cocky? You know, uh, I've well, never this known is a... take two rather oh, than Rockstar, okay, yeah.
2: but I've never known... A, well, I've known one game, which shall remain nameless, that has been finished way before its release date. Yeah. And actually left on the shelf for about a year, I think. Is that this a was a recent game. No, that was like to do with like movie licenses. So okay. they they finished it in conjunction with the predecessor. Mm-hmm. And then when they were like, well, because it was it used all the same assets and stuff, just the story okay. stuff was a bit different. But I think whatever the whatever the actual agenda for the delay is, maybe they want more money or they want more positioning or more sales, which they do. I think you know they're not going to stop working on GTA Five. So I think I used to get really annoyed with delays when I was younger, but now I'm like just you know just take it. No one really remembers the GTA Four delay. I did it at the time. It was six months, and I thought I don't know, I'm going to be very upset. I'm going to do something <laughs> crazy like play Saints Row or something. Whoa. But you know when it came out, you're like actually there are still some elements of this that are quite ropey. If it had come out six months, but six months is a long time in development. So. I'm fine with that. What I'm most interested about with GTA 5, though, is is it going to be groundbreaking the same way? Because
0: GTA 4 was such a spectacular use of the technology of the Xbox 360 that the first time I played it, it was just like, wow. It felt like groundbreaking. Even just crashing a car and watching myself fly through mm. the, the windscreen mm. into a wall, it was like, this is unlike anything I've ever played before. But like, I
2: it has do, to do be you that, think, it? yeah,
0: but I'm just interested because I think the technology limitations this time, like, I think it will be better, but will it be like, Amazing
2: in the same way. I think it'll be more diverse, like San Andreas was. Like so by the time San Andreas came out, the, that tech was really creaking. Like on yeah. PS2, you play it, you can't see more than five feet in front of you. Mm-hmm. It's like you, it's like set in Silent Hill or something. But, <laughs> but when you play it, I, we played it recently on PC, and all that's fixed. You know, it's it look. You start to appreciate what was in that game, and I think this is going to be more like San Andreas and the multiple player characters and the switching between them. That is something that we haven't seen, and I, I, I think for Rockstar, I mean, we know what they're like. Those guys, they're, they're crazy, you know, for wanting their game to be the best in every single way, in every regard that word, mm-hmm. you know, brings. And I, I don't think they can let themselves not let it be something ridiculously, yeah, because otherwise it's just gonna, be like, oh, it's just another GTA.
3: At the know? same time, though, I mean. <laughs> if the next-gen consoles, or at least one of them, comes out October, November, December time. Yeah. Obviously, they're going to be wanting to build up hype for that console, yeah. for the upcoming software, yeah. when actually all the hype is still going to be on the current-gen and on GTA.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so it's it,
2: compatibility, GTA, bundled, yeah. the next-generation I console, wouldn't be surprised, and this winner. is what I
0: think, is I think that they've probably had this this shift on the cards for a while. Um and I think it's probably come down to conversations with first parties. I would not be surprised if when they announce either the Xbox or the PlayStation, and Sony would be smart to spend the last of their pennies on this if they've got any. They um, haven't. I've had to lend them money. <laughs> had to lend them a tenant for lunch. <laughs> mate, I'll pay you back. Uh, just just it get yourself won't. a sandwich, mate. <laughs> just don't spend it on booths. Uh But no, I wouldn't be surprised if they do something like, even like, yeah, and we're going to have like a month of
2: exclusivity to yeah, GTA HD HD well, P- what are they going to call assets? it if there's PC high, high definition yeah like is it going to be HHD ultra 4K. definition yeah yeah 4K. GTA 5k it's oh, oh. marketing oh, come on <laughs> uh, you're in the wrong job Steve I'm, uh, <laughs> uh, maybe I'm a mole if, I know. <laughs> you know, if, if the new consoles are are based on more kind of PC oriented I mean this is very you know conspiracy heavy now but Why not just take the PC build which they are obviously making? Sure. Take those assets, scale it up, pack it in, sell it off. I mean, you can put that. Are... I
0: love how casual they've been about whether or not they're making it for PC. It's like, come on, this guys. is the don't reason.
2: Put it together. It's literally twenty-two. They must
0: have seen all that stuff with the Ice mod that turns GTA 4 into photographs. It's like, yeah, that's have, so good. Just pretty. do the decent thing and make a bloody PC game. But where was Red Dead on PC? Yeah, Red Dead. No, they just yeah, don't. exactly Rockstar Gizarre. divas. They're divas. They're wonderful divas. Yeah,
3: and Weird. we let them get
0: away with it because they've got a metaphorical sexy bottom. Yeah, <laughs> I do wonder if
3: there is a lot more to that. I mean. Rockstar have only just announced a spring release date for GTA in the first place. They've only just kicked off their official pre-order campaign. Well, take uh-huh. it so it's weird. Ten. It's weird to just flip that within like a month or two.
1: Yeah. Cuz trailer 2 it's a year off. That came out, you know, that that had the sort of march was it march originally? Spring. No, I didn't say march. So it's, just it's spring. spring, sorry, yeah, spring. And then to suddenly this like you said like this quickly and push it all the yeah. way back. It's yeah, it's, it's odd. I mean they they say Uh, they're pushing it out
3: to four months later than originally planned so that does tally up with a May Mm, release yeah which we all kind of
2: what happens now and this is why I never thought it would go so late in the year for any DLC for the game Mm. because I mean they proved with um, the episodes from Liberty City they can tie in wonderful DLC and you know Make make everything really come together and use the uh, use the environment they have in a different way with different characters and bespoke you know settings and storylines and I thought they'd do that again. I mean, it seems like I a no brainer. Build the build the world, spend the money there, recoup some of it. You know, I, I mean, they'll make all the money back anyway. But but now if it you know if everyone's not everyone's the market's on, moving, yeah, it's mm, a strange yeah. one. So I mean, yeah, and let's just say it. It's coming out on next gen consoles. It will be revealed, and if not why not
3: the general vibe though seems to be there's going to be a lot of cross-generational Definitely. Development going on. Definitely. like more so i think than in previous generations. and i think mm.
0: it's going to probably just be a case of like the equivalent of, do you remember when they used to release stuff that was on the xbox 360 on ps2 as well yeah and it would just be yeah. like the rubbish version <laughs> like call of duty 2 big red one wasn't that one of them Ooh, yeah like yeah, mean, yeah big red pile of red mm, <laughs> yeah. yeah so i think it's. Oh, we've got time for with the, with the news zap. Thank you for firing that news beam into... I'm, <laughs> I'm delighted to do
3: such a thing. I'm soaked in news I like now. Got,
0: I feel like I've got a tan. <laughs> I've jizzed my news on oh, your... All on over. drenched. Yeah. I'm on news everywhere. News oh, oh, all over me. I, need a, I feel like I need a shower. Ask <laughs> me a so, tissue. <laughs> on, that, on, that, on that note, um, we've been showered with, with more stuff from the forums and the internet. Well, we've got Indeed. Some, it's member of the month time. Wow. Uh,
1: for those who don't know... Uh, by being a, a member of the lovely videogamer.com community are they lovely they are so, yeah some of them are <laughs> no they all are I guess they all are <laughs> but um, each month oh gosh I was very loud there each month there's a chance to win three people will win a game of their there's choice. There's a chance to win
2: three people? There's a chance to win three, three people. Whereas, we where people not heard about this because you are one now. of
1: the people? Oh, You're up no. for grabs, Steve. Okay. So you, so you could win. Finish. Steve Burns.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but each
1: month, um, there's a chance to win uh, a game of your choice. Um, the first chance to win is through a forum vote. This is uh, all the people on the forum. They vote for who they think was... Um, the best. Their, the best person that month who con-
0: contributed the, biggest the most contributor. Yeah, the contributor. or who? Someone who made them laugh or so made got, them think. Got a monthly popularity contest. Popularity. Nothing wrong with that. That's fine. No. Being popular can win you a game. It's it's, it's, it's
1: appreciating you know your your fellow forumites. Fellow man. <laughs> and uh, it was a tight vote this month. I have to say, was it? It was a three-way tie. Was it? A random vote. Wow. a random draw was done, and the winner this month of mm-hmm. the forum vote. Is Portal Thinker. Hooray! Hooray. Good old Portal Congratulations, Thinker. Congratulations, Portal Thinker. You've won a game. And the second chance, the second after three chances to win a game of your choice, yeah. comes from everyone who voted in that previous forum vote. Yeah. Everyone who voted is then put into a random draw. I I a random. Yeah, no, exactly. So it's sharing the love. Like a lucky so, dip. so by voting for someone, you are yourself put into a random vote. Wow. And the r- random winner of that
0: vote... Is Majuth? Majiv? Wow. Give me your choice, mate. Congratulations. That's a that's a Tombola to be proud of. A
1: bit of ripple of applause. Well, finally, yeah. we
0: had a bit of a competition, didn't we, with a special Indeed. edition. Indeed. And
1: the third and final way, we're just giving out games here, lads. Like, love them. B- giving them out. Um each month we set a podcast challenge. Uh last month was inspired by the Dead Island Riptide, horrific pre-order limited edition bust. It was was a grotesque bust. I almost pre-ordered one, (laughs) but... It was was horrific. So we wanted you to come up with your own limited edition pre-order bonuses in that vein. Something outrageous, and there were some... There were some very... Yeah, some
3: (laughs) of them were
0: so outrageous. I'd go as far to say as, like, uh, illegal, or or just (laughs) (laughs) outright offensive. I was both uh, shocked, horrified, and a little bit impressed. (laughs) Yeah, I was sort of impressed, but at the same time ashamed. Yeah, um, <laughs> it so was feel a bit yeah, dirty. So, but we did manage to find some entries that weren't yeah. um, like horrendous. Absolutely. So <laughs> the winner, um, actually, honorable mentions, Hubo
1: um, had a GTA 5 pre order bonus. It was a
0: prostitute piggy bank. Yeah, and wow. he sent us a picture. <laughs> Wow. So I think basically, it's, it's, I, mean, very good. I don't it's want to spoil anything picture. here, but um, I think the winners basically the person who is the least, like, a potential sex offender. Yeah. So, I mean, bear that in mind for future competitions. Well, the Prostitute <laughs> peekabank goes with the theme of just GTA. Don't be, the... don't be a potential sex offender, and you could win a <laughs> yeah. free game. Just
1: in general, as well,
0: you know. I mean, it's good, good advice. life advice, <laughs> I think. You can have that one for free. I,
1: I also like, Minty Rebel had um, The Last Guardian uh, pre-order bonus, which was the game. You actually get the game. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> pre-order and you'll actually get the game. That's I don't I don't think that, I, that made me giggle. Uh but the winner was Chilandy with his uh, pre-order bonus for South Park the Sake of Truth. It was the stick. You get the oh, stick. A and stick. he actually found... The picture is brilliant. He actually found... I, I I assume he just picked up off the ground. Yeah, no. It's a very good-looking stick. Though. I think he broke it. <laughs> a good-looking stick. It it had a good-looking good stick. What defines a good-looking stick? It was, uh, was, was well-formed. The twiggy
3: nature yeah, of Yeah, the twiggy
1: the, nature of it. But then he also had... Um, it was like a
0: limited limited edition which Ooh. was the same stick and
1: added leaf Wow,
0: yeah <laughs> amazing and I'm just gonna Jonathan <laughs> Creek the shit out of this one but yeah. I'd say that a, a, a tree a, a branch looking that good with a leaf still on it uh-huh. probably got pulled off a tree which I'm not condoning but at no. the same time you have just won a game so technically I am condoning yeah. that yeah Tom, Tom Ory really liked that one it was so. great
1: I like that one it was funny yeah Thank so
0: congratulations
1: to uh, everyone who won a game uh, Tom Ori will be in touch via personal message Um, we'll have a new podcast competition announced next week Mm -hmm. and um, keep your eyes on the forums get involved with the community you could win yourself
0: a free game you can literally win a game for for not doing much all you have to do is is join the forums. Just being a cool dude. Be a doodette, cool dude yeah. and don't be a sex offender. <laughs> and on that, we've got some questions from our from our lovely selection. Let's have a, a turbo, turbo question round. And actually, Steve, it's your first time. Turbo question, question round. There's a lot of paperwork so, going yeah. on here today. I know. Because
1: I, I can't see, I, I wasn't sure how I'd be able to see the computer from here. Oh, so I, yeah. I took the initiative of printing and I, I bloody printed that. it horizontal. Printed it or, or is that, that, or, that or? stick
3: gone into making this. Yeah, so I, I didn't realise
1: but I printed it horizontal. Who does horizontal printing? I don't know. I just pressed print, and it came out horizontal. Joke. <sighs> oh, so PB Live. He says, assuming the new podcast is still doing your questions, answer. Of course it is, mate. Of course it is. Like we ever wouldn't. Exactly. He said last week. You said you were feeling fruity, and he says, if the older new podcast were, fr- if the older new podcast were fruit, what fruit would they be? If the older new podcast, if, if old the old and new, new podcast ah. were fruit, what fruit would
0: they be?
3: So I'd say the old the old podcast... The old one was an apricot.
0: Apricot? I'd say the new podcast mm. is a star fruit. And very impressive <laughs> and shiny to look at, but fundamentally when you get into the inside of it, a little bit disappointing. <laughs> but, and um, I was going to just say tasty. And tasty, <laughs> and tasty yeah. Tasty. Fruit is tasty, healthy, good for you. To apricots? Well,
1: it's a bit furry, and it looks a bit like an ass. <laughs> this is one of your five so, uh, podcasts a day. Yeah. You should be in juicy. Uh, he says, and, and if you were a fruit, what fruit would you be? I, um, I just go classic Granny Smith. It's like you know what you're getting. Apple. You apple know what it 10. tastes like. It's like no nonsense. Granny Smith. Strawberry. Strawberry. Don't know why. Don't know why. You just like strawberries, Steve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little bit fruity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apple. Apple. Always so inventive. Just we are. Like <gasps>
0: apple, like. someone has to say passion. Uh, let's skip fruit. ahead some non-fruit related fruit. questions. Yeah. <gasps> I do. I, I like, I'll be a banana. Uh, if
1: you had to come up with a motto slash mission statement for the new podcast, what would it be? don't be a sex offender don't be a sex offender it's general good advice yeah. run with that <laughs> generally good advice Ultra <laughs> Anger says if life was a video game would you play it as if you've been playing it so far?
0: um no I would have been taking far more outrageous risks and reloading yeah mm. Um, probably just jumping off things from great height to see if I could survive it. Yeah. Stuff like that. I, I would have tested the limits of more. I've led
1: quite a conservative life, to be
2: honest.
3: I'd love to jump out of my car while it's still moving. Oh, that would be good. Precisely. There's so
2: many things you want to I've do. I've jumped into a car while it's been moving. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. No, we <laughs> yeah. do. You yeah. have
0: to, like, tell this story. Yeah. Wow, Embellish.
2: No, no. It's, well, I wasn't going very fast, uh, you but... You jumped know. into a car. Oh, this well, has window... become substantially less exciting, man. The made. window was open. You I jumped was was through just... the window, window? of the car. The window is open. <laughs> And, you know, I was walking alongside my friends who was leaving the university campus. Yeah. And I was like, it'll be funny if I just, like, pretend I'm jumping in. Did you know this so, person or is this yeah. the sex offender so, thing again? You know, I sort of kind of lent in as he was going, you know, not fast or whatever. And then they grabbed me and started driving. Oh, so I was what? halfway in and out of a car. Yeah. So, oh, I, was,
1: I was imagining, like, a It wasn't crazy... the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. No, I didn't, oh,
2: you know, because, unfortunately, unlike video games, you know... Perma death is pretty permanent It's pretty perma. Oh, yeah, or maybe, true. I don't know. But we'll get on to that later. <laughs> yeah,
0: we'll save Resurrection uh, for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, in
1: GZ, uh do you think subscription, this is a very serious question, oh. do you think subscription models and games are on the way out? Yes. Or do they just need to evolve? For example, activity-based mm. subscriptions that have sliding scale of payment based on how much you played in that month? No. What, like a phone bill? Like as kind of as you go, it's an interesting concept. As as you you go. Go. I mean, kind of like in a way, some free to play games are modeled like that. Like, mm. the more, more so based on how they expect people to engage with the game. Like, uh, you know, some free to play games, the more you play it, the more you're into it. So, the more willing mm. you spend money. It's an interesting concept, though. I think well, the tree with Elder Scrolls, I guess. I know. I worry about that game. Mm. I worry about it. But yeah, I mean I think it's plain to see that the the old subscription model from,
0: you know, World of Warcraft is is going out. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just I wouldn't mind it. I think I think the problem is you can't have both. I think Guild Wars 2 does it really well of going like, "Well, you pay for the game and mm. then it's free." Yeah. But I'd rather you can't have you pay for the game and then you keep paying which I think is the problem. I, I I'm not against the idea of subscriptions. Well, it's like think, you know. Dungeon
1: uh, Dungeons Dragons online. They they have an interesting model where the game is free and you get you get a fair amount of quests and you can level. There's no like from my command there's no like leveling locks, but there'll be like um a dungeon that you mm-hmm. know it's just you know a five man raid and if you want to do that then you pay for that sort of dungeon. Or you pay for like an expansion pack which gives you like a whole set of dungeons. So it's kind of like, it's modular in that sense, where Mm. the game is free and then you're paying for, you know, certain bits of content. And you don't have to. You can still, there's still stuff to do, but like, there'll be certain quests and certain dungeons where you you know some your friend might have that expansion it's loot
3: though, is not it? That's what it they is, want exactly. They don't it's want loot. quests. They want loot at the end of it.
1: But then with oh, yeah, who doesn't? That's the main reason I play <laughs> those games. Yeah. But like with Eve Online, that's still going strong. Not as strong as it was, but it's still going strong with yeah. the subscription model. But they've kind of embraced the whole real money real money trading, and it's got this bizarre economy in Eve yeah. Online where you can you can literally play that game. And never have to pay for it again if you're that established really? as an industrialist because you can pay for game time using in game currency and vice versa. So you can buy a 30 day game time card with in game currency that you've earned from in game. So exploding. it seems like and you can sell yeah. that. So they have, they've got a forum where people are buying game time cards for real money, mm. putting on the forums and saying, I've got a 30 day game time card. I'm selling it for five million. ISK, right. That's the in-game currency, yeah. and so everyone's winning in that sense. People who have got the real money to pay for these cards will do so so that they can get. They're essentially in-game buying money. in-game credits. Yeah, pretty much, but in a roundabout people, way. But then people who have got the in-game currency you know they've got so much of this in-game currency they don't have to
0: pay for the game anymore because they can use that in-game currency to pay for this game time and it's a weird economy so in conclusion subscription-based gaming is not dead it's just gotten very very weird (laughs) it's got bizarre (laughs) yes (laughs) i think that's about all we've got time for this week um but thank you very much for listening to episode one of the video gamer uk podcast i'm matt Lees. i've been joined by matt nellis oh bye bye scammell see you later and steve burns see
2: ya thank you very much for listening i'll see you next week